0: Hey class, it's Ashley, and welcome to another episode of School in Life. This week in Mentor Moment, I'm excited to share with you the four questions to ask during an interview to position yourself as a top candidate. Often when it comes to interview strategy, I find that my mentees are really nervous about interviews. They're worried about how they should dress in the interview, how they should show up, what questions they should answer, particularly in this online environment where so many people are doing interviews via Zoom or via some video platform. It can be really nerve wracking to even think about where to look. If you should look at yourself, if you should should look at the camera. But I think one of the things that people don't think enough about is um, the questions that you should be asking in an interview because when you ask good questions in an interview, not only does it help you get to learn more information about the organization and really help you understand or have a more of an insider knowledge of the organization and who they are and what they care about. But it also gives you an opportunity to be able to position yourself as an expert, because when you ask good questions, regardless of what they, the answer is, you can position yourself to say, oh, yes, thanks for answering my question. And given what you shared, I'd be a top candidate for this position because of blah, blah, blah. So, So I want to share with you four questions to ask during during an interview so you can position yourself as a top candidate. And I'm going to talk to you about how you want to follow up with each question based on the employer's response. So let's dive in. So question number one, the number one question you should ask during an interview is what are the organizational goals in the coming year and how will this position support and advance these goals? It is so important that you ask about the organization's goals in the coming year. And I think that this is a common question that candidates ask, but they don't ask the really important follow-up part of the question, which is how will this position support and advance these goals? Of course, you want to know what the organization's goals are, but you also want to know how the position that you're applying for will advance those goals every job posting is an is an opportunity for the organization to solve a problem. They have a problem and they posted this job be, and they're looking for people who can solve the problem. So when you ask this question, you're asking them, what are your problems? You're asking in the form of what are your goals, but really what you're asking is what are your problems? And then it gives you an opportunity, right, to be able to say how you can solve that problem. So regardless of what the employer says, let's say, They say our goal is to bring in a thousand new clients and to increase our revenue by 50%. You can say something like, oh, I'm so thrilled to hear that because at my last organization, I was able to help them increase client or customer acquisition by 15%. And I feel confident I can do the same in this role as well right? So when you ask good questions, you really set yourself up to sprinkle a little bit more of your Black girl magic, right, on top of uh, the, the interview, right? Of course, you've done a great job of answering their questions, but when you ask good questions, it gives you an opportunity to show up even in a more impactful way and to be able to ask good questions, to be able to respond to their question, to the questions you asked as well. So the next question you want to ask during an interview to position yourself as a top candidate is how do you as a supervisor or how does this unit or team celebrate, acknowledge, and affirm the, important, the importance of equity, inclusion, and justice in your work, right? So how do you as a supervisor or how does this team or unit celebrate, acknowledge, and affirm the importance of equity, inclusion, and justice in your work? This is such a critical and important question because it gives you an opportunity to understand if this organization celebrates, acknowledges, and affirms the um, important work that you'll do. I primarily serve Black women, and so it's important that we are celebrated, that we are acknowledged, that our work is affirmed. So many women are unhappy at work because their work isn't celebrated, acknowledged, and affirmed. And it's important that you know how the organization will do that for you, right? It's super important that you know that so that you can make sure that this organization has a plan, right? Like this organization has a plan to be able to celebrate you, to celebrate equity and inclusion, to celebrate justice and the the good work of, of justice. And so it's definitely something that you want to ask and you want to make sure that you do the hard work of asking the organization that important question. So question number three of questions to ask in an interview to position yourself as a top candidate is who are the primary stakeholders, partners, connection points for this position? What has their relationship been with this role in the past? And in what ways would you like to see the relationship sustained or changed? And this is a super important question because employers are absolutely thinking about your ability to sustain, maintain, or build new relationships for their organization, right? Employers are looking for your ability to help improve the relationships they already have, to be able to build new relationships with stakeholders, partners, customers, clients, and you want to be able to be perceptive, right? You want to show up as somebody that knows that building relationships is important, and you want to up as somebody that can talk about how you've done that in the past for another organization, how you have some expertise in that space, right? And how you could do that for their organization as well. So, for example, when you ask the question, you know, and they might say, Yeah, you know, we partner, you know, let's say you're an accountant. They say, Oh, yeah, we partner with our sales team on this project and we partner with our clients on this project. And you can say, Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. In my current role, I have the opportunity to partner with our sales department on a large scale project. Project um, and we were able to increase, you know, our sales strategy using some basic, you know, or see more sales b- using some basic accounting principles and helping them upsell clients, you know, on some of our products. And I feel confident I can do that for your organization as well, right? So your ability to ask good questions again, of course, you're looking to see what they say, right? You're looking to see what they say, and you're looking to um, be able to sort of position to position your like like for you to learn more about the organization but the great thing about asking good questions right is that it gives you an opportunity to respond to say you know how you're going to show up in the organization as well and then finally the fourth question that you want to ask is based on my skill sets and the qualifications for this position what challenges would you anticipate me having in the first year and how would you as a supervisor or this unit or this team support me through them so you really want to know right like what are The skills and qualifications that you see me having, you know, you know, things that you see me having challenges with. And then based on those, like, how can, how are you going to support me? Because we all have weaknesses, we all have challenges. And this is an opportunity for you to show up as really transparent to like acknowledge that, but then also to really think about how the organization is going to support you through them, right? So make sure that you ask those four questions in your next interview, make sure that you are really strategic about the questions you ask and then make sure that you're super strategic about the way that you respond, right? The way that you respond to those questions as well, uh, because that's an opportunity for you to just share more of how you're an expert um, in your industry. If you want more strategy on how to position yourself as a top candidate, I want you to apply to work with me. I'm accepting new mentees right now in my Mentor Me Accelerator and my Mentor Me Mastermind. So if you know you are looking to make at minimum $10,000 more annually this year and you want a career coach to really help you develop and build a strategy for that and then implement it right away, then either of those programs are gonna be a great fit for you. And so I want you to go to my website at Mentor dash me.org and click uh, apply to uh, let click let me mentor you and I will be able to schedule a call with you this week so that we can hop on a phone call and identify um, what your needs are related to your career development and which of my programs would be the best fit for you. I'm so excited to work with you. So next up, and I digress this week, we're talking questions. Uh, We're going to talk about doing our research, asking the right questions and getting the answers we so desperately need. So this conversation came up because I think too often, we're not asking the right questions in our life and in our work, and particularly in some of our relationships. And I think that because we're not asking the right questions, and because even sometimes we're not being intentional about asking questions at all, we end up disillusioned. And so I want to just kind of talk about what that's looked like in my own life and career, and then what I see that look like in the lives of my mentees and other women that I know. And I just want to, for that to provide a call cautionary tale. And then I want to sort of talk about or answer any questions about, you know, the importance of asking questions or what questions to ask. So I'm I'm eager to hear back from you. I'm eager to, you know, have you all email in or hop in my DMs and ask questions about questions that you might need to ask in your life and career as well. So I think that one of the things that I see happen often, right, when it comes to, you know, doing our research is that, you know, we either, there's kind of two types of people. There's the researchers, there's the diggers, there's the people who know everything because they are always like qu- second guessing, questioning their, you know, lack some trust, right? And like, raise your hand if that's you, like, you're like, hmm girl, I lack some trust, right? And so sometimes you're just kind of like freaking out a little bit and you are always like doing your research and asking questions. There's a lack of trust there. And so, you know, you're, you're always doing that. Or you are a little naive. You're like, I don't want to know the answer. So I'm not going to ask no questions. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm a shrink. I'm not going to say nothing because child, I don't know. I don't know what the answer could be. And I don't even want to know. Right. And I think that in either scenario, you're not asking the right questions. It is so critically important that you, that you ask the right questions that you put your head down, that you or not, not you put your head down, you raise your hand, excuse me, and that you ask questions, but also you have to ask the right questions. It's important not just to ask the, like, what are you doing, but why are you doing, you know, it's, it's so important to, you know, say, let me know, like, instead of saying, you know, let me know if you need anything saying, how can I help you? Right? Like asking the right questions can be the difference between really, showing up for a friend in their time of need, you know, to like kind of being, you know, a cliche, right? And I think about, for example, you know, you ask people to like, oh, well, let me know if you need anything, but you know what people need, right? So like, instead of asking the question of like, you know, when you have a friend or a family member and something, you know, they have a loved one who passes, right? Instead of saying like, well, let me know if you need anything, you have had other people like you're like this isn't the first person probably in your life where somebody's loved one has died, right? Maybe you had a cousin who lost a mom, or maybe you had a friend who lost a parent, and you've had a colleague who lost a dog or something, right? Like people lose people, death is a part of our lives. So instead of asking, like, let me know if you need anything, you know, maybe you ask, you know, do you like chicken or shrimp in your, you know, you know, Italian parmesan? Cause I'm gonna send over a meal, because you know when people people pass. And when people are consumed with grief, they d- often don't eat, or, you know, that this is a tight financial time for them. And now they're going um, through the grieving process. So you just cash up them a hundred dollars because you know, that when it comes to funerals and, you know, you know, dealing with arrangements and having to have family tra- travel and all that stuff, it can just be taxing on the budget. And you want to create some ease and comfort to them so that they're not overwhelmed, right? Like there's just an opportunity for us to like not be naive to ask the right questions to support people and to make sure that we're showing up for those that we love and those that we're in relationships with. And I think that another way that like not asking the right questions show up at work is that another way that not asking the right questions shows up, it is at work, right? And I think that what ends up happening is like, well, can I have a raise or can I have a promotion or, you know, when can I, you know, do this or do that? And I think, again, we're asking the wrong questions. You're asking the wrong questions. It's not a matter of if you can have a raise or will they give you a raise. The, 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 the what we want to say instead is, you know, based on my expertise in this space, based on the high level of service that I'm providing to the organization, I expect a 6%. Raise within the next ninety days, right? Like we just want to make it plain, make it clear. We're not asking the right questions, or we, or we should be making. We're asking questions when we should be making statements. So I just really want to um, invite you to shift your mindset around this, maybe. You've been asking a lot of questions and asking permission. And I really want you to let that go. I want you to lean into your own power, lean into your own expertise. I want you to lean into what you know is right. You know the right thing to do so you don't have to ask, right? You can just do what you know to do. And w- when it comes to people you're in relationship with, you know, your, your partner, right? Your uh, children, your boss, be thoughtful about the questions that you're asking. Be careful not to ask for permission. Certainly you can ask people, you know, for strategy, for support, you know, et cetera, et cetera, but you may not have to ask for permission and you doing that and asking for permission in places that you don't really have to actually ends up making you seem like you don't know what to do or you can't, can't make an informed decision by yourself. So I just really encourage you. To move away from asking for permission or ask the right questions and, and, and do the right thing, because often we know more than we realize. And we, it's important that we take immediate action on what we know so that we can get the results that we desire. And I digress. And so, last but not least, in TVT this week, I thought we'd talk about Married at First Sight. I don't, I think I was introduced to this show initially by somebody I probably follow on Instagram. I saw them posting about it in their stories, and I was just like, I need to watch this. I've seen Married at First Sight, maybe the last season, like maybe I saw the last season, and I or look like, two or three seasons ago, I don't really know. But like, I've seen the show before and like watched a couple episodes, but but kind of, it's not on my radar. It's not something I watch regularly, but this season, season 12, I have been tuned in, right? And so I'm just really excited to um, talk about it with you all. I love talking about foolishness, TV foolishness with this community. And I'm so excited to bring Married, to First Sight, Married at First Sight to um, the show as well. So I want to like go through just with the theme of this um, episode, like you're not asking the right questions. I low-key want to like just go through every relationship and be like, this is the question you need to ask him um, or her, right? Because I feel like some of these couples, like they just need to ask the right question. And if they ask the right question, like the relationship would be so much better. Okay. So let's just go through, let's start with Ryan and Clara. And honestly, like I like, want Clara to just ask Ryan like do you like me are you attracted to me are you sexually attracted to me is there something that's keeping you from being intimate with me like she's sexually frustrated and she's annoyed by that but I feel like she's not she's not asking the right question she's not like she's not getting to the getting to and she straight up needs to ask him like you know like do you want, are you in this with me? Like, do you want to be intimate with me? What, what might be keeping you from that? I mean, it seems like, you know, otherwise they're having a good time and they're making connections, but when it comes to the intimacy, she's really frustrated by that. And I feel like she just needs to ask him the right questions. Brianna and Vincent, love these two. Brianna is just so pretty. It's, it's so easy to like, like her and Vincent is uh, cute too. So I love their little relationship, but I really want Brianna to ask Vincent, who hurt you? Why are you so sensitive? Like, and as a sensitive person, like I am very sensitive, right? So like, I'm trying to like, like be empathetic, but Vincent is so sensitive and he gets so like in his feelings with the quickness and it's like, bruh, like chill out. Like you're so sensitive. It's annoying. So I feel like she needs to ask him that. Yeah, like I feel like they have fun together and like they're super cute, but Yeah, he is just so, so sensitive. Haley and Jacob, I I feel like, I low-key feel like they both need to ask each other, why do you think the experts put us together? Because obviously there is some reason why they are together, but I don't know it. And I feel like they, even neither of them know it. Like, why are they together? Like, I cannot figure it out. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. I don't know, but I just... I just feel like they need to ask they need to really explore why they were even put together like what what is this what are they doing and Paige and Chris oh my gosh I just I just don't know I feel for Paige I feel for her I hate that she is like dealing with this foolishness with 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 Chris because he is so trifling and ridiculous but I feel like she like in, like, And this is spoiler alert, a little bit of spoiler alert. Like, I feel like in the last episode, she was kind of like, she was like, how do I say? Like, she was like, okay, we're going to start over. We're going to start over or whatever. Okay, that's fine. We're going to start over. But then the question is like, are you still in love with your ex-fiance slash baby mama? Like, did you know that she didn't want to be with you before you told me that she was going to leave me? What does starting over mean? Are you in therapy? Like, these are the right questions. These are the questions that Paige needs to be asking because this man is like super foolish. And I feel like, Like, without the right questions, she's just gonna be in a back and forth until decision day. Virginia and Eric. I feel like Eric needs to lay off the questions, ask it actually. Like, I feel like he is so hard on Virginia. He is very like a little controlling, a little like overbearing. And it's like, you got to ease into it, y'all. Like, I, you know, at this point in the show, I think that they've been in these relationships for three weeks. You kind of just got to give it a little bit of grace. You got to get, you know, like you're doing too much for me, honestly. And so I just feel like he doesn't need to ask her any more questions. But I do feel like, you know, Virginia might benefit from like, like asking her like, how do you like to have fun? Like, what does, what does fun look like for you? What does joy look like for you? Because he's so uptight and it's like, we need to think about a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of like ease. So I definitely I don't even know what I recommend you all watch the show. Yes, I guess. Like if you I don't know, it's kind of a lot of drama, honestly, for my taste. But I do think that it, it gives you some good social commentary if you if you are. If you are looking to, like if you're in a relationship, right? And you kind of want to like watch it with your partner and talk about it. I feel like that's helpful. If you're not, if you're single, do not watch the show because this show will drive you crazy. You're like, because you're like being, it's so easy to be judgy, right? To be judgmental about it. If you're in a relationship, it might be easier because I feel like you and your partner can talk about it. And then you can just be like, oh, okay. Like that makes so much more sense. So yes, Married at First Sight season 12. These couples need to be asking way different questions because child look. But I'm so excited excited for you all to listen to this episode. And I want you to talk back to me. Make sure you um, hit uh, us up on Instagram at School and Life Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram at School and Life Podcast. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram at Ashley Ashire. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-S-S-H-I-R-E. And then you can always email in any um, questions or comments that you have about the show at hello at School and Life Pod. That's H-E-L-L-O at School and Life Pod.com. I'm so excited to share this week's episode and I look forward to talking with you next week. School's out, class dismissed.